the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen, and a good morning to everyone. In the epistle lesson this morning, this particular epistle was selected uh, this morning to honor St. Herolimbos. And St. Paul, speaking to St. Timothy, tells him to be strong in the Lord, that what he's heard before many witnesses, for him to entrust this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. St. Herolimbos was born, um, well, I don't, I don't know exactly, it was like around 80 to 85 A.D., something like that. Um, he, he was born in the first century and died in the third century. But it is uh, not unlikely at all that uh, one of the men whom St. Timothy entrusted with the faith taught St. Herolimbos. So they were not far, they were not far apart. St. Paul goes on to say, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And the athlete's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And a hard-working farmer ought to be the first to share in the crops. St. Herolimbos was a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He shared in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. He was an athlete at 113 years old. He tilled the garden of paradise, the kingdom of God. And St. Paul, even himself, was writing from jail, saying, I'm suffering and wearing fetters like a criminal, but the word of God is not fettered. Therefore I do everything for the sake of the elect, that they may obtain salvation in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I would like to read again uh, the Synaxarian, um, the brief life of uh, St. Herolimbos that was read in the Orthro service this morning. Uh, he was a bishop in Magnesia. Um, this is Greece, basically. Uh, the, and also we remember two torturers who tor tortured him, whom he converted to Christ as they tortured him. And three other women who believed in him, including the emperor's daughter, This emperor was Septimus Cerevus, Severus, Septimus Severus. And St. Herolimbos did not hide from the persecutors. He freely and openly preached the faith. He endured tortures. And at one point, you know, they didn't, they didn't really... <clears throat> They weren't persecuting him and torturing him because he believed. They were tor tor 
torturing him and persecuting him because he was converting people and baptizing them and, te and, and teaching them the faith. And they had outlawed baptism at that time. That emperor had outlawed baptism. And St. Hieronymus just didn't stop. They skinned him alive. He said to the emperor's soldiers, Thank you, my brethren, for scraping my old body. You renew my spirit for a new and eternal life. And he converted them as they tortured him. Those soldiers, Baptos and Porphyrius, were also martyred when they confessed Christ to be God. Same glorious fate befell three holy women who witnessed the tortures. Even the emperor's daughter, Galena, abandoned idolatry of her father and she became a Christian. And at the place of persecution, Hieronymus raised his hands to heaven and he prayed to God for all the people to ground him bodily health and salvation, multiply their fruits in the earth. Hieronymus, the wonder worker, was beheaded and gave his soul up to God in the year 202 at age 113 years old. And Galena, the emperor's daughter, took his body and buried it. And we sometimes think... Um, you know, we suffer the pains of uh, youth, we uh, come to uh, adulthood, we enter into a, the most productive period of our life, we grow old. I mean, who knows what that is now? 55, 62, <laughs> 70, I mean, what, what's old anymore? There's no uh, typical patterns in our society. But you would think that a man who was 113 years old would get to relax a little bit. But God chose him at this very old age to not to just give his life, but to suffer and to be tortured for Jesus Christ. God chose him. We haven't, in this country, we haven't experienced a lot of suffering and persecution because we're Christians. Maybe we think that's because we're the chosen ones. It's exactly the opposite. I pray that we become the chosen ones. Like, like, like the, the Christians in Nigeria that are being slaughtered right now, today. You know why they're being slaughtered? Because they are Christians and because they are not Muslim. And that is the only reason that they are being slaughtered. St. Hieronymus is, as are all the other saints, alive and well with us today. Maybe they're more alive than we are, although they have passed from the body in this life.
I would like to share with you a story of a miracle that took place in the small town of Filiatra in the Peloponnese, in this area of, of ancient Magnesia. In 1943, during the dark days of the occupation of Greece by the German army, the German headquarters for the Peloponnese was in Tripoli, and orders were issued to this officer, this commandant, Kondal, who was in charge of Filiatra for him to burn down the city, to kill the nobles in the town, and to take 1,500 others of the citizens back to Germany. You knew they wouldn't come, be coming back either. And all of this because supposedly some Greeks, the rebels, right, in their own town, supposedly they had killed one German soldier. So the retaliation, burn down the town, kill all the nobles, take hostage 1,500 people never to return. This officer, feeling no pity at all, gave the order for the soldiers to burn the town down and to commence with uh, these orders at 6 a.m. the next morning. There was a priest in Tripoli who was from Filiatra, and he heard about this and tried to get to this German uh, commandant in Tripoli who gave the order, but he was not able to get to him to plead with him. And so he began to pray and ask all of his parishioners, many of them from Filiatra, to begin to pray, and soon word got out in Filiatra in the Peloponnese itself that this something was afoot and something was about to happen and they all begin to pray so during the night this officer who was about to execute this order at 6 a.m. in the morning fell asleep and there appeared to him a serious and old and dignified man of holy countenance dressed in priestly robes and having a long white beard. And this elder said to him with complete calm and sweetness, Listen to me, my son, don't carry out these orders that you were given and you will get to see your family again. You just tuck that in the back of your head and you'll get to see your family again. And he woke up, he was distressed, but he knew he was going to carry out the command anyway, and so he went back to sleep, and the saint came to him again. What I told you, what you've been told to do, don't do it. Don't execute the order, and don't be afraid I'll make sure that you don't get punished. And so he woke up again, still not convinced, fell back to sleep. A third time, the elder came to him and said, I told you not to be afraid, and I will see that you aren't punished, 
I'll protect you and your men and you'll return to your homes and nothing will happen to you. So this German officer stood up. By now, it's, a, it's early light of morning, and, and he's, he's trembling because of what's happened. He calls the, the officer in Tripoli to tell him what happened. He said, I, I'm, I'm ready to do the order, but I'm afraid to do the order. He said, don't worry. That same old man appeared to me three times in a dream last night, and so I'm withdrawing the order for you to burn the town and take these people hostage. And so when all of the, the townspeople realized that the order had been withdrawn, they came out into the streets yelling and screaming and hugging and kissing this man. This man said, take me into your churches and he started going into these churches one by one, and when he came to the church of the All-Holy, the Paniyia, the church of the All-Holy Theotokos, he walked in and he saw on the wall an old man with a long white beard dressed in priest clothes, and he said, Who is this man? And they said, It's St. Herolimbos. And he fell down on his knees and he prayed to this man. When he was released from his duties, he returned to his hometown in Dresden, Germany. To his family, who was indeed safe and had survived the terrible firestorm of the bombs dropped by Allied planes on February 13th and 15th of 1945, in which approximately 100,000 people were killed in that town. His family was not killed. And so, this officer, Kondau, returned to the little town of Filiatra in the Peloponnese every February the 10th for the rest of his life. And he stopped coming a few years ago. It was presumed that he had passed away. But I wanted to share with you that story because of what it means to me and because it reminds us that this is not, these are not stage props. This is our family. And great, great, great grandpa in our family, Herolimbos, stood up to the emperor at 113 years old. And when they were peeling his skin off, he would not recant the faith. He's with us today. He's worshiping with us today around the throne of God. And we give thanks for his life and testimony and worship the almighty trinity with him in glory. Amen.